Welcome to the Bobcast, where kindness has the power to reroute a bad day. Everyone has a story, and this is where we hear from you. Hey, Weaver here. We're back with another Bobcast. And again, I'm here with my co-host, Mrs. Brothers. Say hey. Hello. So we're going to... um, Kind of touch on what Houston Craft talked about in the last podcast. And I'm here with eighth graders. We have a whole eighth grade student panel today. And we're going to go ahead and introduce ourselves. And we're going to start with... McKeelan. Amberin. Caleb. Christian. And then we're going to go ahead and... I'm going to turn it back over to you, Ms. Brothers. And you're going to talk about compassion. Sure. So this week we've talked about change and kind of being the change we want to see happen. That starts with us. And a big piece of changing is being compassionate. So we really focused on the power of compassion, which is the ability to come alongside someone that is suffering and to kind of try and alleviate some of that pain, taking the initiative and being kind. So small steps, big impact. And we're going to talk about kindness as a behavior. Um, And kindness isn't an easy behavior for all of us. Why do you think people struggle with this thing called kindness? Because, like, people are, like, so obsessed with, like, popularity and, like, impressing, like, their friend groups and stuff that they don't, like, care about the actions they, like, do or, like, commit. Yeah, to add on, like, add on top of what Christian said, they'd rather it be another person getting bullied than themselves, so they're scared to speak up about it. Yeah, they're scared to think that they're not going to like them for who they are and who they want them to think they are. I also feel that uh, even after like you build up the courage, some people just like don't want to have to go out of their way to do something for someone else because mm-hmm. they just might be still so self-centered. Okay, so self-centeredness. So, and, and, and I've said this to you guys before, you know, I always tell people, hey, you just need to get over yourself. And I'm not talking about like, you know, trying to put you down as a person, but we need to get over ourselves. If we're concerned with thinking about who we are all the time, we're not going to invest in other people. Yeah, it's kind of like when we always say to zoom out. You know, you you can zoom in and, and you can think about your life and your day and just kind of getting from one class to the other and your friends. But if you zoom out, and look at the world around you, it's easier to be more intentional with kindness. Okay, and so Houston mentions that kindness is a behavior and it isn't free. It often costs time, energy, and and comfort and work. I mean, it takes a lot of sacrifice, right? So my question is this. If it costs so much, why is it so important? Personally, I feel it's like a part of, you know, an, an equivalent exchange. It's like you have to give something to get something, or just in general to make the world a better place. Yeah, treat others how you want to be treated. My mom, like, used to say that, um, like, whatever you put into the world will, like, come back to you. So, like, sort of like karma. Okay. I guess. So, you get what you give, right? Is that what you're basically saying? Yeah. Okay. We talked about, before the podcast, we talked about the tornadoes in Kentucky, right? What is it that we can, I mean, if I'm thinking, of, or McKeelan is thinking about McKeelan, that's all she thinks about. And we have this devastation in Mayfield, Kentucky. Are they going to get any help from anybody if everybody's thinking about themselves and not Mayfield, Kentucky? No. So you should show compassion and go help them. So they would probably do that if something else happened to someone. Yeah, and I like that you use compassion 
because compassion means to suffer with someone. And I showed you guys the media clip of the young man that went down to Mayfield showing total compassion. He took time out of his day, went down and just handed out. I mean, he brought his grill, his smoker, bread, water, sandwich meat, and he fed the people there because they were totally devastated. And he totally showed compassion. Can you think of a time? I'm going to ask Miss Brothers this. Miss Brothers, can you think of a time? I'm going to put you on the spot. Sure. Can you think of a time that someone showed you compassion? And how did their compassion impact? Sure. So when I originally moved back to Mount Vernon, I was a single mom at the time, trying to adjust to moving into a new place, new job, taking care of two kids. It was a lot to take on. And I actually had someone show up at my door with a cooler of freezer meals that they had made. And it was enough freezer meals that it lasted us for probably three months of dinners. That was just such a time that it was just a completely unexpected moment of kindness. It was something that I had no idea that was coming. That person taking the time to show compassion and to be intentional and give up what their time to make the meals, the finances to buy the food, the energy, and to go out of their way and step out of their comfort zone and extend that compassion is something that I think will probably stick with me the rest of my life. Um, well, I remember uh, when I was moving from uh, homeschooling to public schooling. I was only like nine at the time and I was going into fourth grade and it was like halfway through the school year. So, you know, everybody had already gotten into things, but it was like my first time ever doing something. And I remember my first few days, I was like super nervous. I couldn't talk to anybody. You know, I was just like thinking about all I had to catch up with and everything I had to do. Like at the time, I, I'm going to be honest with you, I didn't even know how to divide. <laughs> so I was, I was kind of stressed out. Out of nowhere, there was this guy who just came up to me in the hallway and he started talking to me. He was just really nice to me. And he started, you know, like hanging out with me. And, uh, you know, he introduced me to his friend group and like we started talking and it really helped me ease into public school, I feel like, and helped me get in the swing of things. So how has that impacted you, that moment of compassion? It really makes me think about how much other people can be like uh, hurting on the inside or uh, like something that's just unnoticeable. I feel like sometimes you just got to look deeper sometimes to be able to help people. Yeah. That one small moment, did that impact who you are today in public school? I feel like it did, yeah. How, how so? Well, uh, he showed me that uh, I could be more like open and social around people because he really, he really just opened my eyes to like being social out of nowhere and like just being able to make friends like that. Yeah, and you're one of our top leaders and, and you get up on stage and you perform and, and you're part of the drama troupe and, and I think that one small moment defines who you are and made, it's awesome. About a month and a half ago, I was like in a, like a, I guess a deep hole, more like spot. Uh, I burst out crying in my garage and my dad came outside and he just started talking. I felt a lot better and now I feel like I can be more open. So dad took time out and he went and, and talked to his son. It allowed you to be vulnerable and, and to also ask for help. And it takes courage. It's okay to be down. It's okay to be in that, but you were able to express to dad how you felt and he helped you out. Yeah, and I think that goes back to when we talked about the difference between empathy and sympathy. So sympathy sees someone in the hole and says, if I were you in that hole, I would climb out. Empathy says, hey, I remember one time when I was in that hole, and I know what that felt like, and I'm sorry that this is happening to you. Empathy is such a huge piece of kindness and changing that culture. I have something to add about. So I've been going through a really hard time since I was probably about 11 and I was always so scared to tell people about it. I didn't want to talk to my parents. 
and I was trying to handle it by myself and I ended up doing a lot of stupid things and making stupid decisions and my parents found out one way or another and ever since I've told them about what happened my life has changed I feel like I can talk to a lot of people now and I share with other girls my story and what happened to me in the past so they know it's okay to talk to people and it's good to open up about things and you can show that compassion and, and I think that's awesome mm -hmm. able to show compassion and it took courage for you to open up isn't it interesting how difficult it is to reach out to someone when we're struggling even though we can all sit in a room around a table and say hey yeah I know that everybody goes through hard things I know that not everybody's strong all the time so logically we know that everybody's struggling but then there's something in us when we want to reach out to others that says, hey, you shouldn't do it. That stress and those negative emotions, they have to find a way out. you got to let them out somehow. And what happens is when we don't find a constructive way to let them out, inevitably we are bound to find a negative way to deal with those emotions that just kind of creates like a snowball effect of the stress and, you know, the anxiety and the things that we're feeling. So, so we want this culture of kindness. I mean... But there are some things, I mean, because we want to become better. Every day we're constantly learning. Okay, so here in the school building at Mount Vernon Junior High School, how are we a culture of kindness? I feel like it falls back a lot on the teachers when they want to make sure their students are okay and just wanting to know about them and checking on them. Like Mr. Boyer, he has those daily affirmations and he has, like, Every Monday and Friday, like, what do you do over your weekend? What are your plans? And just making sure you're okay. I feel like for me, he's a big person that I can talk to about things. And also, same goes for Mr. Snodgrass when he just asks people if, like, they're okay or if they need a break or something like that. So they're being intentional, yeah. right? Trying to build positive relationships. I really like it when uh, teachers can get, like, on a personal level with you. You know, because it shows how, like, really caring they are about you as a person, not just as a student. Like, it shows how they can, like, really relate with you. I feel like that can even help, like, education itself, but it does definitely help the uh, culture of kindness, too. Like, adding on to what he said, it's like they're trying to get to know you, and when someone tries to get to know you, it makes you happy. So, it could affect you to go try to get to know someone else, like someone new okay so that those are the positives how can we be better probably for some you're showing more like patience and just understanding okay patience understanding respect each other and respect the, the teachers and get over themselves yeah <laughs> and also kind of like be calm with your teachers because they're trying to grade your assignments and they have a lot of kids they grade, so they might grade your work late, and you could be mad at them. So just, you know, be show, patient. Show compassion, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think because I feel like a lot of people are, like, one-sided. They're only seeing their angle of, like, a situation. Mm -hmm. Everybody's going through something different, and especially teachers. Students may not understand. They're normal people, too. And Absolutely. We don't live in the building, right? Right. But they have a life outside of this wall, outside of these walls, right? Okay. Houston said this. He was talking about a friend and he quoted his friend. He said, we are what we repeatedly do. Excellence then is not an act but a habit. And Houston likes to replace the word excellence with words like kindness, compassion, and that habits take practice. What are some ways that we can practice 
kindness. If you like see someone sitting alone or like they need help on something, you could go up and help them or sit with them, you know, get to know them. We're giving a lot more like compliments to people. We're just asking if they're okay because I'm pretty sure some of us just have like that gut feeling when somebody's not okay and like you should like stick to your gut and like ask. Yeah. Yeah. So like reflecting off like a previous question, like necessarily lonely, but someone who's sitting alone, like you can go up to them, like don't be, don't be afraid. Okay. Yeah, absolutely. And I think, you know, like when we reflect on kindness and taking practice, we to hit home every week that a big piece of kindness is empathy, which is the ability to see the world from somebody else's perspective, even when they frustrate you, even when they annoy you, even when they see the world differently than you do still trying to step outside of your comfort zone and that is something you can absolutely practice you could like ask them if they need help yeah offering to help i've been stressed out before so sometimes the people who need love the most can be the people most difficult to show that love to because outside of school their lives don't look like a pretty picture so when they come to school and someone tries to show kindness maybe they push you away because that is uncomfortable for them. They don't know what that looks like. Kindness is a habit and not an act and it's a skill. If they've not been shown that skill before, maybe you're where it starts. Small action, big impact. Yeah, it was crazy over the weekend. I'm not going to get into the full story, but there was this girl at my church camp thing. We were doing like a Holy Spirit Power Hour weekend, but I just could tell. I just have this vision of her. I've never seen her before in my life, never talked to her before I came. And she was at that camp. So I was like, that's crazy. That's a sign. And so we were praying, and, like, I just got the urge to pray for her. And after I prayed for her, I opened my eyes, and she was sitting there, like, in tears. And she was like, you completely just, like, changed my life. Like, everything you just said was so spot on with my life, like, Thank you. And mm-hmm. I was like, I started crying too. I was so happy. Yeah. So taking the time to be intentional, to step out of your comfort zone, extend the things that kindness costs us. It may cost, but the reward is that much bigger. We need to practice these behaviors, practice the behaviors that will help shape who we want to be in the future. Because as Houston would say, we're human becomings, right? We need to practice those behaviors that help shape who we will want to be in the future. Absolutely. So research tells us that 45% of our day is routine. So that's kind of crazy to think about. 45%, that's half your day, basically every day, is routine. You maybe have the same routine in the morning, same way you get ready for school. We are creatures of habit. So Comfort. Comfort, yeah, we like comfort, right? So kindness costs comfort. So when we think about that and we think of being creatures of habit, we want to think about, okay, if 45% of my day is routine, what is another 1% I can add to my day to make sure every single day I am giving kindness to someone? Just little changes you think you can make to your daily routine that will show kindness, right? Small action, big impact. That's our challenge this week. Find something that you can change or add into your daily routine to incorporate kindness, incorporate compassion. So for our listeners out there, We want to give them some suggestions. What are some things that they can do, they can add to their daily routine to work on this challenge? Um, Go up to someone that's sitting alone and go, go be their friend, get to know them. Get out of your comfort zone and talk to people that maybe you don't talk to a lot. Be intentional about what you do, just like in general. I mean, that could definitely help a lot of people out when they know it's something genuine. I feel like there's a difference when they feel it's genuine. 
Yeah. yeah. Don't be sarcastic about things. Just being genuine, intentional. Yeah. yeah. I think a lot of that boils down to those random acts of kindness. And that is a great way to work on the challenge this week. And I think that's great words to live by and to end the podcast. And let's just be intentional about it, be proactive, and let's build upon this culture of kindness. And with that, we all said... Goodbye. Bye-bye.